15th already. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, the weather's also crazy for mid-December, I would say. Uh, one, yeah. You know. One, one is bad this morning as I thought it was going to be. Were things flying around as you no. uh, came No, in I, I was afraid I was going to get blown into the river when I went over the bridge. <laughs> Crossed over. Yeah. Oh, Rusty's I... crossing over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not that kind of crossover. Actually, that would be actually pretty hilarious if you're driving by. <laughs> it saw and, uh, him go. That actually happened. You see this big fat guy just fly in the air and then over the edge of the bridge. Yes. That might be, might be hilarious, actually. You're not that fat. You're just pleasingly plump, and so am no. I. No, I'm fat. No, I'm fat. I'm hey. Well, I own it. I'll live with it. I don't care. I've had I'm fun. Fat I've had. Too. I've had plenty of fun getting here. I'm perfectly fine with it. I. I don't know if I've had plenty of fun getting there, but I'm there, and I need to get back a little bit. So, I went to uh. the kidney doctor yesterday. For several years, my blood work has shown some issues with my kidney, but everything else seems to happen. I know I fell and broke my wrist, then I had a bowel resection, this year I had back surgery, and so, you know, my provider and I just kind of kept putting it on the back burner, and yesterday I went to the kidney doctor, and I'm very good. I'm only in stage three kidney failure. There's five altogether, and I'm only in stage three. In the hospital, when I had back surgery, they told me I was in stage four. So um, I have got to lose a little bit of weight. Um, not so much for my kidneys, but to keep my blood pressure down so that I don't have to take the blood pressure medicine because the blood pressure medicine is not good for your kidneys. Okay. It's a vicious circle, man. So... And, of course, we don't know what's causing it. Um, and, you know, I am adopted, so I don't have any family medical history that I could give them would be my adoptive parents. And I don't know that those traits yeah. <laughs> came into me. Right. So, um, yeah, it's like, okay, well, we'll start. That. Fortunately, she's not a pill pressure. So she goes, you know, I really, I really like doing this. The you know ways that we can adjust what you're eating, how much fluid intake you're doing. I have to make sure I'm drinking a minimum of four bottles of water a day. So I have to kind of start keeping track of that now. And yeah. I have always have water with me. Right. But to keep your kidneys working better, I I need water. And then I have that other problem that I've had for a number of years that makes me get rid of a lot of additional fluid that's not normal right. so that means i should actually drink even more water than four bottles so it was interesting she she was late i was early she was late um like almost 30 minutes late wow um, but she apologized when she came in she'd been at the hospital and you know and she said okay now this is all about you and uh, she must have spent at least 45 minutes with us yeah. going over as much history as she could find online for me and stuff. So that part I was impressed with. Yeah, good. Yeah. So we'll see. She's, she, she had warm hands, too. <laughs> like she listened to my heart, and I could feel her warm hand on my back. And I was like, wow, she's got warm hands. 
which I'm always cold, so I like warm hands. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think that would be the first thing I noticed about my doctor that they have. Well, warm she's hands. good looking. Uh, um, she did not have a wedding ring on. You know, she's skinny. So. What you got a crush now, or no, what's just, going on? Well, that, that really wouldn't be the first thing I was thinking of. Well, okay, I noticed all these other things too. <laughs> okay, well, snappy I'm, dresser. I mean, you know, just very um, yeah. nice know. manner. You know, yeah. about putting you first, you the patient first. So I have to talk to Doctor Miller. Make sure he warms his hands before he comes <laughs> in to look See at you. me the next time. Yeah. <laughs> I've kind of gone to mostly televisits now. Oh, really? I, I've not done one of those. I, uh, I, they're easier. <laughs> um, he can't weigh you when you go well, into office. You, you, know, you got to get weighed. True. Which, when true. I went to the kidney doctor, I had to get weighed. I, I was in a bad mood. We couldn't find the place. I drove up there. We couldn't find it. We were struggling to get it. You know, and it says if you're 15 minutes late. You lose your appointment. You're considered a missed appointment, and there's a $25 fee for a missed appointment. And oh I'm, yeah. You know, and uh, so when we finally got in there, you know, do you have your paperwork? Yes, I do. Do you have your insurance card? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, looks like you have an $80 copay. Here it is. You know. Now, yeah. can I take your picture? I said no. <laughs> I said no. Uh. I had a mask on. I mean, no, you don't need my picture. Maybe some other time, but I was not in a good mood. And my blood pressure, by the time we were in the office and sitting, my blood pressure was higher than it's been at home. You know, I always thought that uh, Jim would be the toughest patient, but I'm oh, beginning to me. change my mind I on that. I can be a I real <laughs> witch. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just starting to change yes. my mind a little bit. So yeah, I, I can. I, I I won't tell you where I went, but when we finally found this place, you go to walk up to the door, and there's this humongous pile of leaves, not tall, just big, wide. Yeah. You know, it's like, is is this place even open? Like in the morning, a lot of times Jim gets the blower out and goes and blows off the sidewalk and the step into the radio station. Yeah. You know, it's like. Could maybe somebody come out here and sweep the leaves so it doesn't look like, you know, I, I was like, oh, this is not impressive at all. <laughs> you know, that was just another thing. I couldn't find the place. It was leaves on the ground. You know, the minute you walk in the door, I need this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, let me get my coat off. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, here's this. We need a urine sample. It's like, well... I think I'll just sit over there for a while because my appointment's not for a few more minutes. So I think I'll just wait. Because <laughs> I really didn't think I had to go. So, you know. Ay, ay, ay. I just will be glad when I can be kind of sort of done with doctors. I know the older you get, it's the more. You know, do you have a cardiologist? Uh, no. Why? Do I need one? Are you kidding? No, I don't need a card. No. So, you know, but I had to go through. You know, uh, surgeries you know who was the doctor that did the bowel resection who did the back surgery who's got these braces on your feet so anyway it was an interesting day yesterday we did stop at culver's and get a burger oh, after good. my appointment so good 
Jim thought that would taste good, so we gave it a try. Well, that is good. Did yeah. he eat it? Yep, he did eat it. So you're gonna have to start giving him an IV. Make sure he gets his <laughs> yes. Uh, that's his honestly nutrition. what he needs. Yeah, uh, he needs he needs some of them protein drinks or the nutritious drinks that they tried to get me to take. Oh, the last uh, year when I was malnourished. The I don't know, boost. Yeah, something like that. And like, uh, no, I don't. I'm not drinking that. They even you know, gave it to me in the hospital and wouldn't drink it. Whatever happened to Geritol? <laughs> there you go. I wonder if they still make that. Because I, I think that would be a good thing to get on here. You know, have some Geritol. <laughs> I wonder whatever happened to that, if they still have it out there. If anybody's got any Geritol in your uh, medicine cabinet, send me a photo. 574-307-6647. Oh, it looks like it's still around. I want to see if there's Geritol around. Yes, you know, there is. Where's what, what was the other one? Pills um, and liquid. Geritol nutrition support. Multivitamins. What was the other one? Vegemita. Uh, what was the Lucy one? Vitavita Benjamin. There. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. I tell you what. that I uh, Anybody that... Those shows, <laughs> how many years ago was it? Is it fifties? Oh my gosh! So you're talking yeah. seven, almost a hundred years ago. Those things are absolutely one hundred percent every bit as funny now as they were then. Uh, Those shows yeah. are a scream. Just really, you talk about something that was great. Uh, that was a great show. Well written, well act. Everything about it is, and it's still just as funny as it was. All the way oh, back yeah. when they People first came still out. Chuckle. Oh yeah, yeah, that would that. that would still do well today. It's just, but once again, what's the comedy? It's not topical. Um, you know, they're not making fun of the current president or anything like that. They're just it's about people and people situations. And as long as you, there are people, they're going to understand what's happening there. It's not like you need any kind of context culturally. It's it's going to those jokes will be funny forever because they're about real life it's a great show yeah thanks I for bringing that up i'm remembering that that one in the 19 um, june of 1952 yeah so that's uh like. 50 yeah it's like uh, 73 years pretty uh, much or 71 oh i guess sorry. i didn't watch it at the original i watched no, the rerun we all watched the rerun <laughs> and those were 20 years after they were over and we're still laughing at those i mean you know yes, so you're exactly the longer it goes the le- it doesn't age it's still as good i mean obviously it's black and white and you got a few things that are not the way they are anymore you don't uh, have any yes you don't have any car chases or you know thank goodness but uh, yeah they're uh those are hilarious. I love those shows. <laughs> um, we're going to talk a little bit of local news. And then coming up, our guest today on the show is going to be Marty Osterbahn. Um, he oh. is a member, uh, one of the committee members on the Ready Grant. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this $50 million that is coming to Marshall, Star, Marshall St. Joe, and Elkhart County. And what the projects are on the list for Marshall County. Um and how the grant actually works, too. So he's going to come in. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Because cool. I, I really haven't seen. I can't remember back, but it was unbelievable. I want to say, like, there was 130 
applications in the first go-around from the three counties for projects to be funded. And then they kind of divided them into categories, I believe, and then had to narrow it down. And so uh, we're going to find out uh, what is in our list of projects. I think there could be some flexibility, I hope, because um, I did get a copy of it, so now I can see what they are. And one of them talks about a vacant building downtown Plymouth that's not vacant anymore. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So uh, we'll see what the... What he talks, what he says yeah. about that. So yeah. It should be interesting. Sure. Okay. Local news. Uh, Marshall County Community Foundation announced yesterday their 2021 Lily Endowment Scholarship recipient. Um, she hails from Argus Community Schools. And Kara Sabaninsky, S-A-B-A-N-S-K-I. Sabansky. Sabansky. Yeah. Okay. Um, was the winner, and she was totally surprised uh, when they called her to come and see that she had won this scholarship. So um, the Lilly Community Scholarship provides full tuition, the required fees, and there is also a special allocation of up to $900 a year for books or equipment uh, during the, your four-year uh, term. So... Pretty exciting. It's uh, a free college education. Yes, it is. So, uh, you know, there there was one picture of her that coming down the hall, and she was like, oh, the shock on her face. I can't believe it. Uh, if only my college student had gotten that scholarship. <laughs> now, to be nominated for the Lilly Scholarship, uh, th this is what they're looking at. Obviously, academic performance, but also community service, work experience, and leadership, and school activities, along with an application essay and interview process. Yeah. So, I mean, it, this isn't just you fill out some paperwork and hold your breath and hope you get it. There, there's some work that goes along oh, yeah. with this to get it. So. Um, did it say what she um, is going to study? I No, I don't believe it did anywhere. Because I would imagine that a lot of the folks that have gotten this in the past are studying to be doctors. Oh, really? Um, at least that I remember that was what they were um, going for. Interesting. I don't know. But obviously... She's a smart little cookie, and yeah. our, our congratulations go to her and to the Argus Community School yeah. Corporation for that. Yeah. I think that's a really neat thing. We also have another congratulations to do. Um, Karen Ritchie, who is the Purdue Extension Educator here at Marshall County, uh, was awarded Farm Bureau's HODUV, H-O-V-D-E, HODUV, HODUV. Uh, yeah, I, I award. <laughs> uh, I'd have to see it. Um, this is an award that is given for excellence in educational services uh, to people in your community. And obviously, Karen has, oh, she has been so yeah. active, not just with her regular Purdue stuff and, you know, 4-H and home ec class type situations that they do, but she has... Um, even joined the 
jail team and goes out there on a regular basis, uh, like a weekly basis, and actually provides services to those folks too. Yeah, she's different things. Extremely involved in the community. Yes, very much so. So, quite an honor for her. So, congratulations to Karen Ritchie from Marshall County Purdue Extension. Yep. And let's see. You know, there's really not a lot more to talk about. The, there's an <laughs> article about the given golf cards, which we talked about yesterday. Um, there's an interesting little tidbit, which I, I think I remember hearing this, but uh, the governor announced uh, an estimated 4.3 million taxpayers are going to receive. It'll be in the amount of a $125 refund after they file their 21 taxes. So remember, this had been talked about before, early on, and, you know, I think people are, like, excited that, you know, we're going to get some money back from the government. Right. And it's like, yeah, well, depending on where your where your tax break, taxes are, um, it just may be a credit on your taxes right. that are due or whatever. Right. So, yeah. But uh, that's going to be happening. So when you file your taxes, you can anticipate the possibility of a little more money. Yep. Not a lot, but a little. And then Rusty's been telling folks uh, all morning, the the worst part of the wind is over with. Um, that was more of an overnight thing, but we are still going to have windy conditions um, basically until this afternoon. So if you're out driving, you know, kind of be cautious. I noticed the lid to our trash can is way on our side yard when I pulled out of the garage this morning. So things are flying around a little yep. bit like that. There may be trash cans in the road, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, your patio furniture, who knows where it could be right now <laughs> in the neighbor's yard. You know what the big one would be is those blow-up Christmas decorations. Oh, yeah. Santas and Christmas trees could be anywhere down the road a ways. It could <laughs> be anywhere. End. So, and then, of course, you know, people who drive a high-profile vehicle, especially like a semi, but even some of those van conversion-type yeah. things are high-profile. Uh, you know, you got to be really careful and cautious, especially when you're driving, like, on 30 or 31, and let's say you're beside a, side the semi driving down the road, and when you pull out past that semi, he's been blocking, could be blocking that wind for you, so it's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So you have to be cautious driving this morning. But we were pretty fortunate. I, I don't know. Did you th- have any idea if there was a power outage here last night? Um, Did your computers look okay? Pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I noticed the printer in the back room was off. And I'm like, why is that off? Yeah. And so I, I, There was at least a surge. But, yeah, there was, there was a few moments of no power. So. At least it was a few moments. Yeah. Saturday it was nine hours for us, so well, just a few you. moments is not too bad. We can we can put up with that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, other than that, Ouch. I really don't know. Um what else? I, I I've got some new stuff getting ready. I'll be working on for tomorrow's news, but I don't want to give you too much information about that now. So You're keeping kinda, the news secret. I'm going to keep it a secret until I can get to it. <laughs> I will tell any of you who are out there driving for the holiday that the Indiana State Police across the state are going to be out and active. 
primarily okay. looking for drunk drivers because of the holiday season. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be so busy with drunk drivers they won't see me speeding to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be good that you don't uh, don't get caught speeding. You know, you could end up in jail, Kathy. Uh, true. <laughs> that that is true. Especially if you treat the cop like you treated your nurses oh, yesterday. I that do would... that. <laughs> Believe me, I wouldn't do that. Can I see your license? No, you can't. It has my picture on it, and you're not going to see it. No, I I would be very nice to them. I, I'm. Well, yeah. you know, there's no reason not to be. Yeah, um, they're just doing their job, and if yeah. I'm making my, an issue, my wife got stopped yesterday. I saw something on Facebook. Yeah. No, that was. I think that was. Was that Laura? I don't know. I know my wife got stopped yesterday, and it turned into a funny little thing. So. That's good when you can usually laugh about do, well, it. Well, usually does. Like the last time we got stopped was hilarious because it was the fourth time she'd been stopped in like the last two hours. She had a headlight out, so oh. they, she was getting stopped every, every time. <laughs> and so uh, finally, the last guy, oh, I forget who it was. I I recognize his name. He's one of the county officers. She says, I know, I, as soon as he comes up, the, I know, I know, I've got a headlight out, I got, you're the fourth one that stopped me tonight, and he, he took the license and registration, he said, I think you've been through enough tonight, going out of here, but, you know. You know what your chore is after work today, Rusty? What's you that? you got to change the headlight in there for me. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, come on. It's not possible. It only possible. uses a screwdriver Oh, no, 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 not this one. <laughs> not this one. You have to disconnect four things and reconnect this. And then you can't get into the well where it goes, so you have to take off the something. I mean, it's it's an incredibly complicated process on this one. Nothing uh, is ever easy anymore, uh, is it? No. I think I told my husband that actually this morning. Yeah, this is trying to get out of the house and yeah, she's like, oh, well, the first time, the first one went, on, and she's still got one. Uh, well, this time she had uh, uh, one of the kids in the back with her. And, uh, he went back to check the register. She said, you know, he's registered in your name. And she goes, yeah. She said, don't bother looking for it. We'll get it back here. We'll make sure that. Um, but uh, he comes back with her driver's license. One of the kids says, did you bring me a snack? Oh, <laughs> no. He did not bring you a snack. Yeah, he kind of laughs and goes, uh, what do you think, I'm Santa Claus? And he goes, could I have a candy cane? <laughs> Like, yeah. You know, I do remember years, though, of course, and that would, could have been one where instead of giving you a ticket, they oh, actually give you, gave you yeah. like a card or um, sometimes even, I think, a gift card. Man. Um, that and I think that comes from the FOP, actually. That hasn't been that long ago that people, that the police were doing that. They'd yeah. Pull you over and give you something. But I, I can remember, like, in parking, but when we used to have the meters downtown yeah. at Christmas time, you would get a red or green type little reminder like you know it is christmas time you shouldn't be out here doing this um but we're not going to be mean and give you a ticket we just want you to move your car once in a while well you know i don't have i don't have that worry anymore so no no we want you to move your shoes every now and then maybe you should start walking like you know the hats with the headlight the the lights up on top oh the reminders cap 
Yeah. That's Maybe not you should a bad wear idea. one of those to work in the morning. That's actually not a bad idea. I think I might do that. That might be kind of fun. That could be interesting. Well, you know, people are going to look at me, but they look at They're me. They're going to see you at least and not yeah. run over your butt. Yeah. You know, that's well, the good thing. I stay on the sidewalk, Kathy, so if somebody's running over my butt, they got more problems than just hitting me. <laughs> uh, the curb to be one of them. Yeah, you know. Probably shouldn't be driving on the sidewalk if that's what you're doing. Um, I would say so. I'd yeah. have to agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Why don't we take our first break of the morning? Okay. Um, and then we'll move on from there with our guest, hopefully. All right. We will do that. So uh, hang on. We'll be right back. Oh, wait a, minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop, 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 stop. Quiet. I'll get, I'll get back to you. See, I'm glad you moved this so close. I don't know what today's prize so now giveaway all I is either. Do is reach oh, in. today's prize is a car wash at 821 yes, Car it Wash. Yes, Woohoo! I know. Well, it. I didn't even have to reach in there then. You could have saved me the um, well, I, I was sliding to... my chair over there. Um, Tomorrow's pizza bills. <laughs> that Giving one, people a heads up. That one may disappear. Uh, yeah. Car wash, interior. Oh, they do interior and exterior. Yes, they do. That's how it was. Car wash at 821. Um, it's over by uh, Oliver Ford, right, right across the street from right behind Discount Tire. Um, discount Muffler. And you know, this is the thing that, that you know, don't they have the uh, coin operated or the automatic? Too? They got that automatic one, right? Yeah, it's Goes like through. open 24 yeah. 7 and. Um, um, it's it, it's amazingly clean. That's the thing that you, you you don't worry about taking your car there because it looks like it gets it gets washed every five minutes. So, um, car wash at eight twenty one. Uh, we've got a freebie for you if you are caller number. Let me get my dice out. Caller number. Whoops. 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 Oh, Jim. I'm sorry. Caller number six at nine three six four zero nine six. Nine three six four zero nine six. Caller number six. Good luck. If you're running your own business, you need a professional email address, not one of those freebies. A proper email address is critical in developing your business brand. Talk to the professionals at Atheist for a complete email package designed around you and your business needs. We offer business class email from Microsoft, Google, and our very own cloud mail solution. Call 574-936-9644 or visit us online at atheist.com. That's A-P-H-E-U-S dot com. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easygoing for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Baya Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds. 
I'm John from Oliver Ford. It seems some businesses expect their customers to do their work, from retail to websites that are anything but helpful. Remember when a tip of the hat conveyed courtesy and respect? At Oliver Ford, we still do. That's why we continue to offer free car washes, free shuttle service, and we'll do the work to find the right vehicle for you. Tired of self-serving businesses making more work for you? Come to Oliver Ford Lincoln and Plymouth, where we still tip our hat to you. Let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA and Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. Buddy, you're in luck. It's for 50 bucks. I got your gift card. Meet you right back here. Same time next year. I give you a gift card. At least we got a gift card. Uh, I don't believe I've ever heard that one before. Oh, it's it's one of the Nixon family classics. I, you know, Maggie and the kids and I get around the Christmas tree on Christmas it, morning. We sing our sing our little songs. That's one of them. The Rusty Chevrolet song, too. Yeah. Which, yeah. did I hear Mark and Joe yesterday say they'd never heard that song before? Mm, different one that we're, okay. that's coming up later. Oh, okay. That, th that one's a classic. Okay, if you say so. That one goes back on, you know, we've even played it on this show every year for about... Oh. Since good. I got here. So, okay, yeah. Good. Yeah, there we go. So, it's, people will recognize it. It's a classic. Do we have a name of our winner? Bob. All righty. Bob is Not our be, Bob, but no, a Bob. No, not our Bob. Our Bob is ineligible to win. That's right. Very good. He's 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 rich in other ways. Bob's got a car wash from 821 Car Wash. There you go, Bob. On Lincoln Way East. Thanks Come. for playing our game. We have a guest with us in the studio this morning. Marty Osterbahn is in, and... Marty, I take it that you were on part of like the steering committee or whatever for applications for the Ready Grant. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, good morning. It's it's good to be back. And, yeah. Uh, and seeing you today. Uh, so yes, as uh, part of the Crossroads team, actually, uh, okay. the Crossroads team had some uh, some uh, work. Uh, not all projects for Marshall County came through Crossroads, but there were several uh, suggested projects that did come through the team. And the whole process with this ready grant is really kind of similar to what Stellar was. You had to put together um, some fancy proposals, an application type process that, I mean, it it delves into everything like, you know, our population and our income and, I mean, just everything. Then at some point you go to Indianapolis and you have to present your application to the board and then you hold your breath and wait and we didn't have to wait too long i think it was tuesday yes so now everybody's smiling um i don't know the other every county is getting something that is hooked up all 
there were 17 regions, I believe, and every one of them got funded something. Yes, that's so, true. So um, we were funded, fortunately, we must had a good presentation because we were fo- fortunate to get the total request that we had put in of $50 yes, million. we did. Um, and, in fact, uh, the, the sense I've got is that we had the top presentation. But before I talk uh, much about that, uh, I want to make something clear. I was not part of the presentation team, <laughs> and I don't deserve any credit whatsoever for this. I'm, I'm kind of here to try to uh, provide you know some additional information around it. But there's some uh, local heroes here um, that, that – uh, Bear mentioned so. Um, Randy Danielson was part ah, of that presentation okay. team. Um, you know, as um, as often happens when uh, when anything good, you know, any, all kinds of good news around Plymouth. You, yes. Sometimes you so often see Randy's name. Yeah, uh, you do. Attached it to like... it, or or um, knowing he's working behind the scenes. Um, John DeSalle uh, from Hoosier Tire uh, led that team and uh, leads the organization that put that plan together that they presented down in Indianapolis. He's um, uh, currently an engineer in residence at Notre Dame University Mm -hmm. and uh, leads something called the Regional Development Authority, which is a rather small team that's going to make these final decisions on on where this money goes. So you guys opened it up to everybody in Marshall County and the and the other two counties, St. Joe and Elkhart County. Uh, you opened it up and asked for applications, projects that you would like to do that might fit with this. So ultimately, when all was said and done, the three counties initially started out with how many projects? 173 total projects were submitted. <laughs> That's a lot of projects. And of course, then they all had to be reviewed and whittled down. Um, and then I think, did they not kind of categorize uh, some of them? So if there was a housing project, it, and it may have multiple housing projects, something in Marshall County, something in St. Joe County, Elkhart County, they were trying to find where we kind of matched up with everybody. That's true. Okay. That's true. So the um, organization known as the South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership. and I don't and, know why they couldn't put Plymouth in there, too. Well, you know, don't be thrown by the name because uh, yes. Mar- Marshall County is very active in that, that organization. They and, are, but I feel like every time I post something on there, I'm like, why are you posting that? as South Bend and Elkhart. No, it's not us. Well, it really is us. So I wish they had included somehow Marshall County or Plymouth so at least you knew that this county was involved in it too, but. Well, um, if if we present the right projects and get the right results, we'll be growing our population Ooh. and then we'll be more than 13% of the total uh, population of the three county area and maybe we can get our name on the group too. That's Fantastic. Yeah, like, aspira- okay, guys. An aspirational goal, right? There we go. I'll have to talk to John DeSalle about that one. We need some recognition, too. I did notice on the marquee here in Plymouth that Randy did add Marshall County to it. So I I like that. That made it a little more interesting. Um, So of these 173 projects that were initially submitted, um, do you know where it kind of is as the region at all? Or you, you probably have an idea, at least here in Marshall County. Well, there's 30 projects that were submitted. From Marshall this, County, okay. And what what happens from here is the um, the the clock kind of starts again. And so what we need to do is first get 
information from the regional partnership that says this is how to submit a project. Okay. And that won't happen until probably late January, February timeframe. And then they'll call for submission, project submissions, which will happen in the spring, March. And then I would expect that the money would become available to start spending in the summer of next year. Okay, wonderful. And um, as Rusty and I said earlier on, it's not like they're just going to, okay, you need, you know, $14,000. Here you go. Or you need a half, you know, I mean, this is going to, you're going to get some grant money but you have to come up with other funding for each one of the projects that happen, whether it's here in Marshall County, Elkhart County, or St. Joe County. Right. right. Actually, any county in the state. It, this this whole project requires this public-private part that goes with it. Yeah, this is a real success story, I think, for the whole state of Indiana, that, uh, that they've got these programs, and the regional cities was modeled this way. Right. The Stellar program was modeled this way, and they've had such success with that that they now have formed this READY program, which has echoes of both of those. And what's in common with those is that it takes the state money and it leverages that to generate investments by local municipalities and private organizations. And in this case, with the READY grants, very similar to the regional cities grants, that $50 million is 20% of what okay. will be required for to invest the whole $50 million. So in other words, every dollar has got to generate um, what a, another $5 in investment, if I'm doing my math right. Okay. So the 50, um, uh, 20% of any project would be the regional cities, or I'm sorry, the Freddie money. Okay. To up to 20% would be investments from a local municipality, and then 60% has to come from private sources. Okay. Um, when you guys submitted initially your 30 projects, at that point, did you already have, I don't know if I really want to say commitments, but you had people that were supportive, and I, I don't even, I haven't really looked through these a lot, but... One of them that typically comes to my mind a lot would be like St. Joe Ridge, uh, the hospital type, you know, would be supportive and, and might step up to the plate later on. You, you didn't really have to have a, yes, we're committed to this project and we will, if it comes through, we will donate this much money towards it. No, not okay. at that stage. At that stage, it's um, it's more ideas. Okay. And then uh, you submit those ideas with the thinking that, there's going to be support from the local town councils and that you can find uh, partners, either uh, developers or businesses that would have an interest, like to build some houses, for for example, um, that you could pull together with the incentive and make a project go. Okay. So in your presentation, um, and I was fortunate, I, I got a copy of it yesterday afternoon, so I've looked a little bit through, but not a lot because it's kind of small and I'm trying to make it larger and so um, I do see this the first one that shows up in, in the of what they sent me it's a cross-county multi-generational fitness initiative in Culver <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about this one project that kind of got you know a green light I, I, I will um, so that is one of the highlighted projects this is a, a 
I, I have to smile when I said that because the name is so much bigger than the project itself. <laughs> what this really is is bocce ball courts on the basketball court <laughs> in the in the town park in in Culver. Um, it's a relatively small project. I think it may have fifty thousand dollars of total renovations for the um, for the park associated with that. Um, that is not the type of project that's going to succeed at the end of the day, frankly. Um, it, we didn't quite understand where this was going at the time last September when we okay. were putting these submissions together. Um, it, this is building on the Stellar idea. So Stellar brought a lot of people that needed to collaborate together and got them collaborating. Town leaders from across Definitely. EDC operation, the you know economic development operation, the community foundation, um, the businesses, schools, hospitals, everybody coming together, and that was um, the incentive at that point in time from the state of Indiana to form a regional coalition. Now we take a bigger step. Now it's not just one county; it's three mm-hmm. counties. And so, while we were encouraged in Crossroads to think big. And we did. Now we got to think even bigger. Oh my goodness! From a project standpoint, okay. for regional cities. So, or after so I keep saying regional cities. I'm sorry for the ready grant. So, some of the projects that are on the list or in the presentation that went out may not happen because things have changed. Uh, I know Culver's been talking and working on this project down there already this whole past year. Of doing some funding, the second one on what I was sent is the state bank building renovation here in Plymouth, which, for a lot of people, it's across just north of the museum. It's the old bank building that sat on the corner that was uh, convention and visitors bureau for a while, and then it, it they moved out because they were going to sell the building, and they didn't own the building, but some the owner was going to sell the building, and that yada yada yada. Um, and and in reading some of the fine print here, it said it was an empty building, which at this point, it's not an empty building anymore. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> so does that kind of put a whammy to it does. For project, that, particular, that project, For that too. particular project, um, uh, circumstances have changed since September, so that would not be one. But the, the other one there on, on Main, or Michigan Avenue, right, is the Montgomery Ward building. Yes. Um, which is still very much... Uh, uh, an idea that could work in this context. And that's, for other folks who don't know, that would be the Pilot News building that was there, the bigger one, and now it's downtown discount. So um, it's it's an older building. um, And I believe, is this one where they want to move the um, entrepreneur? Yes. Incubator type thing? Initially, there had been discussions about the old firehouse across the street from us. For that, and I think ultimately over time, they're like, this isn't a big enough place. We're going to need more square footage to be able to accomplish this. So you've looked at this building. Right, right. So the, this building provides a lot of um, potential for leveraging, and it, it it's in keeping with what would be an attractive project for the, for the team that's making the decisions. At, at its heart, you want a project that, you can point to and say, this will grow our local population. Investments in your main street work because they bring yes. uh, people that it, it 
attracts people to want to live there. And if you can make an investment on your main street that also feeds the entrepreneurial ecosystem, to use a bunch of big <laughs> words, right? So in other words, um, you give uh, uh, you have a project that provides access to capital. It provides access to expertise um, and um, provides incentives to um, experienced uh, business owners and, and, and um, or developers with experience um, and with proven track records, right? And you put all that together and you say, now we got a winner. Because what you really want to do is you want to you want to invest in a project, and we hope of the fifty million to get ten million in Marshall County. Okay. And um, so if you apply the the five to one multiplier on that, that's fifty million of projects. Still, uh, yeah, you know, that we can see happen. Here. And what you want to do is have that fifty million of total investment create another fifty or a hundred or one hundred and fifty million of investment. So in other words. You do this, and that's going to attract a housing project, and that's going to attract some restaurants, and then that's going to attract the infra, you know, infrastructure you need to support the additional population. And when you total it all up, you get a multiplier um, many times greater than the initial investment. So when you look at the Montgomery Ward building, I mean, obviously you're kind of looking at what we would do on the interior to make this work, um, and somebody's kind of kind of put a a little bit of a plan together of, of what might happen in there or a concept of what it might look like in there? Well, um, the mayor uh, has got a great team uh, organized around Plymouth projects. Okay. And yes, there, there is, a, there is a, a, a sketched plan for that. And now what that team is going to do is, and they, they actually started working yesterday. I was part of a meeting with the, <laughs> with the group yesterday. Uh, fortunate enough to be invited in on that, and um, and they're already hard at work thinking about okay, what projects can we can we bring forward that will work um, and be successful at the end of the day. I think those will be projects though that aren't necessarily just Plymouth specific. So if we right. can put together a program that would incentivize the work there at that building, but also incentivize that kind of work to happen in four other towns in Marshall County. Now we're thinking big enough, right? Oh my goodness. It's not just going to be a one and done. I really and, downtown and, and one one town. It's going to going to impact the entire county. With this entrepreneurship um, hub or incubator, I was thinking that initially there was the idea of having one in Culver too. Yes. Yes. So and that's still very much alive. In fact, the the incubator idea may happen regardless of what decisions are made on ready because that um, is regional cities money that was behind that idea um, and that regional cities funding is was invested in the Plymouth um, uh, building there um, right. and so now that building is sold and that money is going to now come out of that building for reinvestment mm-hmm. and um, the um, Marshall County Economic Development Corporation has to make that final decision but my understanding is that they are still thinking that that money will roll into the um, in entrepreneurial hubs in Plymouth and Culver. Wonderful. Um, so th- this is, it's been a dream, and now it's beginning to look more like a reality. That there, But some of the plans or some of the proposals may not happen, and something else could actually creep up 
instead, and you you have some flexibility at least. Absolutely. Which is a good thing because things do change. You know, right. situations change. As we said, the bank building was empty and it's not empty anymore. Right. So, um, so do we? Can you tell me something within Marshall County that you are pretty sure people are going to see something happen? I wish I could. <laughs> I wish okay. I could. Um, and, the, and you're doing a beautiful job leading the witness, but I just can't. Uh, I, I can't speculate like that. What I, what I will say is that it it would be something you could probably take a picture of. Right? Yes. So um, so bricks and mortar will definitely be involved. Part of it. Um, for most of that spending that we do in the county, not all of it. Although but most yeah, it, of it. it doesn't have to be. And I know uh, the next one in the proposal is the Marshall County Industrial uh, Revolving Loan Program. And that actually, Laura Walls talked a little bit about that uh, with the county council on Monday. Mm-hmm. And so um, that is when you really wouldn't see the brick and mortar so much as we're going to give you some money so a loan, so that you can get started on this project. And then when your project is done, you'll be paying back that money. Right. And then we're going to use that money to fund the next person, and, right. which kind of is a neat concept that you're you're going to get it. But it's going to cost you, and because we want to share it with so many more people, right, right, which is and a I, neat thing. I, I think it's a nice, um, a growth thing, uh, for lack of a better term. So we we tend to focus on the home runs, but there's a lot of singles and doubles that we can hit by doing a revolving loan program like that that support the smaller businesses that really uh, drive our local economies and, and especially our main street economies. Um, so could this be actually, um, maybe you need, uh, you wanna do a new facade on the front of your building um, and you don't have enough capital yourself so you could get, get a loan, fix that up and then pay it back right. uh, once your project is completed and, and your revenues begin to increase then you pay it back type situation. Right. So while it it's not really a brick and mortar project, it we could see some improvements. Oh, absolutely. And I think that program, I think Laura's um, wise to get um, get working on that uh, specific aspect of that program at this point in time because uh, there is some inflation, right? And and right. Um, the money right now is pretty easy to get and pretty cheap. <laughs> Uh, has yes. been for a long time, uh, but that could change, and as in likely will change with inflation. And as that does, these uh, loan programs are going to become more and more important to to generate economic uh, activity. Um, one I see on your list um, that was interesting to me, um, and there's been some discussion over the last year, is about the community pool uh, in Plymouth. Our our outdoor pool is more than 50 years old. And it's in tough shape. We've done a major renovation. We've done a lot of repairs and improvements, but things don't last forever. And so, you know, the park department's been looking at some kind of an alternative. If we really want to have that kind of a pool or if we want to have more of a splash pad or what's going on. So um, is that something that could fit into this thing? I know Bremen's doing a pool upgrade, but they're stellar, I believe. Is for their pool upgrade, right? Right. That's <laughs> part of the part of the uh, stellar award for Bremen. Yeah. Let, here's here's the context I'd give you for that question. Um, it there is 
a very successful development in South Bend called Howard Park. I don't know if you're familiar. They with have that. ice skating there. They do. That's have really ice the only thing there. I know about it. I'm not. I'm not a big uh, go to South Bend person. And there's 13,000 square feet of, of park and playland equipment as well. And so it's a huge magnet for that segment of the population that is starting to to grow a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that has created housing surrounding that park. And that has created all these restaurants to feed the people that live in the housing (laughs) around that park. So, so again, yeah, let's, let's fix the pool, but can we fix the pool in a way that will attract, right? A demographic and additional investments like housing and restaurants and the other infrastructure. And that's how we got to be thinking. So the 30 projects that actually were initially submitted in Marshall County, it really isn't like, oh, that's off the table type situation. Now that the funding is there, now we can actually kind of go back and look at those projects again and see if there's some reality to do something that you guys initially didn't think maybe would happen. Well, no, um, I, I expect all of these things will happen eventually. Right? True. The, the question is where the funding is going to come right. from, and is this the right place to get that funding? Um, and so what I think a lot of the work will be is figuring out how can we package some of these things into something bigger and have them work together to, um, to say, if we do this particular investment, we're going to get those people that turn 18 years old and leave and then a lot of them come back when they're 28 mm-hmm. um, because the big city, you know, life has gotten old. It's like, okay, I'm done playing. I, right. I got to settle down and have right. a family and I want to be in a good location. And right. so you come back to your hometown, basically. Right. And particularly here in Marshall County where the educational environment is so strong. Yeah. Right. Um, why can't we attract that demographic to live here, whether they work in Marshall County or not? And maybe these types of investments could be bundled together to create that type of environment where we can attract a demographic that wants to live here, wants to send their children to schools here, even if their jobs may be, say, in a different county. So is this sort of like what Kevin Berger has done? Now, he did the Culver uh, residential build out there, and now he's starting one, and actually the one in Plymouth, is getting underway, but hooked with the Plymouth one is a small one in La Paz too. Yeah, so that's kind of like putting it all together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So who knows? We may see Kevin Berger come up with something for Bremen and Bourbon next. Well, you know, we need <laughs> we need um, partners like Kevin um, who are willing to uh, invest, you know, themselves put put their own assets at risk and work together with us uh, to create successful projects like that. And and he really has. I mean, what he's been doing is not, I mean, it would be much simpler for him to just go out and build it and not have to worry about jumping through all these hoops and, you know, basically yeah. getting the funding that he's been using kind of waylays the project for a while. But ultimately, it's like, if I get this additional funding, it's going to work out better. So you know it's it's a it it does kind of delay things but we might end up with a bigger project too well what happens with projects like what kevin is doing and i think culver is a great example of that so i'm i'm going to get the numbers wrong but it, it just approximately 
So the, um, the paddocks, um, which is that affordable housing project that uh, was just completed, I believe, well, last I heard, which is some time back, a few weeks back now, is there were only three units left, and, and all the rest had been rented. And, and you were actually, Culver was wanting some additional housing down there because you have places where people can work, but they're having to live, and Culver's in the lower part of the county, so you're bringing in people from other counties yes. um, because there's no place to live. What kind of... Culver's got 1,400 people. It imports 200 workers a day. <laughs> so, so yeah, we need housing for, for people that work in Culver. And, um, and what this has accomplished, though, is that I believe the count is 60 students, additional students in our school system. That has showed into the school in a while. And so uh, just from that project, we get 60 kids. Now, the state pays the school based on headcount, right? Yes, they do. So that's about 8000 a kid. Now, you do the math on that. that 60 times 8000 that's the additional money that's come into the Culver Community Schools by virtue of Kevin's project. And that allows that school to become better and stronger, which you know creates more demand to, right. for people to want to go to school there. So those are the <laughs> types of projects that we're trying to um, identify and put together uh, for this ready grant. So... We really aren't exactly sure, even at this point, where we're going to go with this. Now, do you guys, do the Marshall County people get to make the decision for the Marshall County projects, or do you make a recommendation and it goes back to the main all three county committee and they decide this is a good one or this is not? Okay, so uh, how the decision gets made is the six person team that is called the Regional Development Authority that's headed by John DeSalle, that team will make the decision. It will accept, as I understand, um, uh, projects from anybody and everywhere, okay, um, <laughs> within the three-county area um, and evaluate all of them. I think their decision criteria um, is going to be heavily influenced by what the local elected officials want in their towns. So, Especially if they're going to be willing to put up some money to help fund them. Right. Uh, that's the right. real important piece of it. And then is there, um, does, it, um, does it attract additional population? Does it have um, a diversity aspect to it? Um, and if it if it does those things and is heavily supported by the local elected official, it's a good project. If it doesn't, and so for Marshall County, we we aren't going to have Marshall County projects, but the Crossroads team is going to help coordinate across the elected <laughs> officials. We're all parts of the team, right? All of them are on the team. And all have figured out how to work together for the betterment of Marshall County already. Um, but that won't stop any individual town from you know, presenting their their uh, proposals separately from what would be agreed to and come through the crossroads mechanism. On on the submission, the initial 30, are there projects uh, on there right now that you know can be crossed off and that, you know, it was, a nice, it was a good idea, but um, actually I just saw one on here. Deerfield Meadows Subdivision in Argus. They just broke ground for that new subdivision down in Argus. So it's already taking place. Are they going to need this funding or or have they found another way to fund that project? You know, I can't speak specifically to that one, Kathy. I'm okay. sorry. 
Um, well, let's look over this list of uh, some of the because I, I just see another pickleball on here um, for Bremen and you and Culver wanted to do pickleball. I know Plymouth also wants um, has had the request for some individual pickleball parts. We don't want to have to move the net on the tennis court and you know oh the team's coming to play. We got it. We can't be on here anymore. So there's been some talk about that. So I mean, could you actually? Bourbon, they're putting in a new project right now yes. that has a pickleball court. So yes. could you actually see something like that, that all of the communities kind of hook together and we'd have pickleball? And, and that pickleball actually does bring visitors to the county. Right. They want they want to travel. We'll have a tournament and people will come here and, you know, play and maybe stay and eat. and. I haven't thought about that one. You know, but... I think that the um, those types of projects are, are going to get done anyway because of the local demand. Um, I, I'm not sure that, it, and it very likely will be an aspect to a, a ready-approved project of some sort, um, will involve parks and pickleball, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, there's a winning project in there somewhere. I just don't know, <laughs> don't know what that specific project is. But I know it will impact more than one town. It won't be just a Bremen pickleball One little court. thing, It'll yeah. Be, right. Um, and then don't forget the Crossroads team is still very active. Well, right? Definitely. And still uh, funding projects like this uh, and will be for a couple more years. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing. There's just, there is money available. It's just getting the projects put together and figuring out which bucket of money we really should use to do this project. That's true. In fact, I'll, I'll give you a good example of that. There there was some money uh, for a project that was not going forward for Crossroads that uh, the team last month uh, diverted to a really cool arts-related project involving the Wild Rose Moon right here in town. Um, we're going to uh, create an internship program in conjunction with George Schricker over there um, to um, uh, have editing and sound uh, engineering expertise developed in each of the towns around Marshall County oh, wow. and develop um, individual arts centers of excellence around the county. It's a first step on our, um, on our county arts district. Wonderful. Um, there's another one I see on here, and I've heard a little bit about, but not a whole lot, the Marshall County Career uh, Innovation Center. Um, and this... This is actually one I believe where it could be somebody who's actually working, but they need additional skills or training. And if they could get those, they could move up in, probably in the corporation where they're at, which increases their wage, which in turn, maybe they can move from a rental to buying a house type. You know, it, it has this domino effect that is very positive going forward. Um and that would be probably centrally located, uh, but it would be open to everybody in the county. Right. Um, I'm, if, I, if I was a handicapper, I would say there will be a project that succeeds that involves um, up, uh, in, improving the skill set of our workforce um, at all ages, right? Um, so um, it, here in Marshall County and now across the three-county region, all of the colleges are, and universities are working together to pull a program together where the, the schools that specialize in this can, can do 
this type of training, the schools that specialize in this. And it's really interesting to see these universities working together. And now, of course, um, in Silla College and, and Marion University, right. we now have a, a full-scale university right here within our county borders, which is wonderful. And they're a full partner in this relationship with the, with the other three county universities, including Notre Dame. So so they're, they're, they're looking at hopefully getting some funding to help be able to offer specialized training or whatever. So. Absolutely. So uh, there are other things that look pretty simple on here. There's a Bourbon Trail. There's a Bremen Trail. Uh, the Greenway Trail for Plymouth is on here. Culver, I know, is doing a trail project, but I don't see it on here for their list. So you must have other funding that you're using. Actually, you using Stellar right. for that? Right. Because not only did Marshall County get Stellar, and we have those funds, but two years earlier, Culver got stellar. Yes. And so they had funds to be able to use too. So. Right, right, yeah. Um, I see something on here that says the Neighborhood Center, Marsh County Neighborhood Center. And I know there has been, I know from going to the Dancing with the Stars event that they've been raising money and trying to put money aside for a new location, a new building. And actually they have the site picked out where they want to be. They just don't have the money that the property owner wants for mm-hmm. that. Um, but that might be something that serves, you know, a lot of people in, in the county. It may look like a single project, but it serves everybody in the county. So make, make it a little more worthwhile. Yes, absolutely. The Neighborhood Center is a county project, even though it's located here. And the problem is, though, but they, they probably, you know, you're going to get some grant money. They've been they've been saving, so they do have private donations to go towards that already. So they're just going to have to look for some public money, and we could actually see something like that happen maybe. That is certainly a possibility. Everything's a possibility, but nothing's for sure yet. Well, it's too soon, right? <laughs> yeah. it, and it's a blank canvas, and um, and it's exciting when you think about it. Uh, all the all the things that you don't want to you don't want to. You want to really think big, right? You don't get fifty million every day. Uh, no, that's right? true. So you want to really think big. You don't want a whole bunch of, you know, you don't want fifty-one million dollar projects. What you want, <laughs> right? Are uh, some some really large projects or large ideas, right? That um, that create additional investment and uh, and grow your population. That's that's what this program's about. Um, I do see another manufacturing center for Argus. Um, that's a build it and they will come situation, which uh, we've had three so far. Um, they're all full. They're, they've all grown. Well, two of them have actually grown. The third one's ready to be getting ready to be sold. And, and those people have already approached the contractor to expand that building. Yes. So, um, and that, has the possibility of bringing more people to Absolutely. Marshall County to work in that facility where you need the housing so that you have some place where you can let these people live, work right. and play. Right. And Argus has got the land already to do it on. And yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, there's, there's no question the demand is really high and the, the investments and the expansions going on all around the County Bremen is, is Southware is going um, you know, is expanding, I think, huh. 250,000 square feet. And now they're adding another 250,000 square feet It's up amazing there. what's um, going on there. A lot of, lot of great economic expansions going on. 
So uh, on the list, I do see in Bremen, a broadband expansion project. I, I don't know. I, I haven't really paid attention. I haven't heard a whole lot. But Surf Air I, or Surf Broadband has been really working in different communities here to um, offer broadband to residential homes now. Yes. Um, so that while it's on this list and it's a, it's a good idea, there may already be a private company working that I direction. Think, I think uh, the broadband is going to happen faster than the ready money can uh, <laughs> get to could it. apply to it. Um, the The surf air has been working uh, with the local towns and, and been doing just a terrific job. They've got bourbon, you know, wired yep. up and, and Bremen is going well. And uh, Culver is actually um, going out for um, requests for proposal on broadband, I think, in a, within the a month, I and think. Pl- it's it's being spread all around Plymouth. So some it, it was a great idea, but somebody else has already stepped up and kind of done a project. Well, Surf Air has figured out how to get fiber in fast. I mean, they're digging yes. holes all over Bremen right now. And <laughs> um, But I think it's important to note also that the, the REMC has partnered traditionally with uh, Rochester Telephone, and they're still working too, but they're, they're seeing their work as filling in the gaps, right? So Surf Air is mm-hmm. working in the towns, but there's all, you remember half the people in Marshall County don't live even out. live in a town. Right. right, they live out in the country. So, so where is their internet, you know, and where they is their are, high speed They actually from? work together. Um, and, you know, um, I've heard the discussion that Surf will say, you know, these people want it, but it really isn't easy for us to get it. It'd be better off for you guys to do it. So, right. I mean, they're actually telling them, hey, go check with these guys because, right. you know, so that it's that collaboration again. Right. Where right. You'd think we're they'd not, be competing, but yes. it's actually um, a collaborative effort to make sure everybody has access, whether they live in a town or not. Um, there's a couple of street extensions down in Argus, a Clinton Street and a Freedom Street extension uh, where... I am assuming they want to grow that further out. Um, Argus also has an expansion for their community park that they'd like to see. And we, we just talked about, I mean, there are parks everywhere. Culver, you know, everybody's got a park. And we may have something that would be everybody together in that big project, yeah. not so much this little project. Well, um, yeah, I, when you think about Argus, it, it's... But they're they're the community in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, the park has been so central to their um, development plans for a long time now, and I think a, a continued investment along those lines, like the the Howard Park in South Bend, is an excellent strategy for Argus. I'm going to have to go up there and check that out, just to see. I'd I like to go watch people ice skate. Not that I'm going to do it, but I'd like to watch them do that at least. So also on this list, um, industrial growth in bourbon. Nobody knows exactly. I mean, there's some concepts out there, but. Right. Um, and then blue zones. Now, this part, I did actually online attend their presentation several months ago. Um, and I really haven't heard a whole lot since that presentation. Um, were we waiting to see if there might be some additional funding available to help make Marshall County a blue zone county? Yes, uh, there's a lot of uh, excitement around blue zones within the Crossroads team. Um, there, it, it, 
is seen by a lot of people as a health and wellness initiative, but it, it's 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 not a diet and exercise program. Mm-hmm. It is. It touches everything. Well, I know one piece of it is like looking at sidewalks and making sure that yeah, there's good sidewalks so that people can get out and walk or ride their bike or right. push the stroller. Right, and establish a network of those mm-hmm. that lead to so the sidewalks lead to trails. Right, the trails lead to state parks, and you know, uh, and so. Uh, you try to get no home more than a block away from some access, right, onto that. So uh, there's infrastructure, there's um, there is wellness, employee wellness. The schools get involved. You you want you want to do your your workplace wellness programs first at the school, so you get the teachers going, right? Yeah. And once you get the teachers signed up, then the whole community starts. Then everybody says, "Well, hold it." So, so we're really excited about Blue Zones, and I believe it will come to Marshall County. Um, there is some additional work that we need to do with respect to the funding for that program, and that's what's that we're kind of in a quiet time right now while we're mm-hmm. working on that. Okay. Um, there's a Marshall County Crossroads capacity. So Crossroads is a all-volunteer team. There's 100-plus people on it. Um, but keeping us organized and, <laughs> and moving forward is a, a full-time job. And it's a full-time job for a pro. Okay. And so we, um, we kind of have a, a rotating lead, leadership musical chair group, you know, and... and um, you know, someone's always flying at the front of the vector, and you know they get tired. Somebody else, fly, you know, gets up there and starts flying in front. Uh, but let's uh, let's now think about that. It was formed for Stellar. Stellar is a four-year program. Right. Once we got Stellar, we broadened that to be a regional planning team for Marshall County, uh, dedicated to quality of life improvements, uh, and to be an ongoing team. Um, all of the it won't die it'll keep going it'll keep looking at making improvements in this county as a whole by demand and so right. when you when you talk to the leaders if you talk to mayor center or you talk to ward buyers out in bourbon or trend Weldy out in bremen um they they don't want it to die they see the power that comes from working together on these types of things so so now that we've gotten kind of past the pandemic, which really kind of, well, we're not to say we're past the pandemic, but that, that low period in 2020 where nothing was happening. Right. And we've kind of got our energy back and our momentum and our meeting cadence going. And it's very clear that there is, a, everyone is totally subscribed. All the town, all, all the community leaders are totally subscribed to the concept still. So now what are we going to do when we grow up, right? And one of the things to do is you hire somebody full-time to, to help you manage the organization. Very good. Okay, that makes sense. Um, looking down the list on some other things, uh, there's um, a, a park office for the Marshall County Park Department was um, one of the ideas that was on there. I know the they have a Plymouth Public Library, Makerspace, Teaching Kitchen. Now the library is already doing a major renovation. I believe that may already be in their project, so it may come off of this list. Um, Reese Theater Program Director. I know they've hired yes, they have. someone, so we'll see there. Uh, River Park Square Phase 3. We're just going to actually, we just started sending out for requests for proposals for Phase 2 down there, but there there already is a concept for Phase 3. Oh, absolutely. So yep. um, that's another one. 
Spirit Townhomes in Culver. So another building project. More housing, right? Wow, that's great. Um, Water Street Townhomes in Plymouth. This has to be a Brent Martin project. (laughs) Well, I mean, he had a great concept, I think, back a couple of years ago to have some townhomes down there. And um, so that I would love to see something like that. And then the West Township Trustee Cabin. And um, I just reported on that, that, you know, they have signed a contract with a company that will tear it down, relocate it, and put it back up. Um, They don't have their funding in place yet for it, but the company has agreed to this amount. And um, so that's a project that's going forward. And it may it may continue to go forward without having to use ready money. Yes. Well, um, just to give you some context, this program, I, you know, the Stellar program, you the, the cycle was a 12-month cycle. You, so you organized your team. You got the, the direction as to how to submit a project and what they were looking for. And then you had about 12 months between then and when you presented and then, you know, a little bit of time after that to figure out, did you, did you win the award or not? <laughs> Ready happened in three months, right, start to finish. So, so it was hey, the, the, um, the most, I believe, of this $500 million that's being spent in the state on the Ready Grants is, is related to the um, emergency funding uh, related to the pandemic. And so when the money became available, it was, okay, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it fast. And <laughs> now, you know, give us your ideas, give us your projects, we, you know, you're going to present, and um, we're going to make a decision by the end of the year. That is unheard of from a timing standpoint. So a lot of these projects were in our minds of needing to be done. And when we heard, hey, we've got this potential. So that's where a lot of these projects came from. We kind of already had them in the back burner. We hadn't figured them all out. And now it's that figure out time uh, to see where we can go. Can we make these realistic or is this... In your case, too small. We need a bigger project. Well, is there a, is there a better funding source yeah. for it? Right. So, I don't. Have you heard from any of the other regions? Um, is everybody happy with the funding that they got? I mean, I did. I saw on the list like one one county that had I want to say multiple counties involved in it. They got five million dollars. Right. Where we got fifty million dollars. Right. Well. Initially, the thought was only about nine of the 17 would get any money at all. Wow. Um, so um, I was a little surprised that, um, that there was funding for some funding for everyone. I think some interesting um, takeaways. All of the northern Indiana counties were fully funded at $50 million. So oh, there wow. were three regional groups that represent the top of the state going across. Every one of them got the $50 million. So well, that tells us we're doing something right up here. It does. It does. <laughs> Obviously, we've figured out, you know, the system and what works. And and part of it, I think, what works is working together, coordinating together, and 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 sharing our ideas. It, there's no more of this vengeance against. I can remember back in the day. Uh, well, what was the food producer, or whatever? St- wasn't the Cisco. 
that was going to go in Stark County and everybody's like, oh, Stark County, we want you here. And now it's like, okay, great. It goes to Stark County. That means people from Marshall County can still live here and go work there. Um, you know, we're, we've realized that we don't have to be an island by ourselves anymore. Right. And and there's a lot of great people in Stark County doing planning work there for their for their future success. And when when you think about that, you you that all of these regions in northern Indiana have gotten the full support of the of the state. What that says is that they have confidence in our leadership and our ability to be good stewards. Um, and they also uh, see that we're uh, great uh, collaborator, collaborators. And um, those are, the, I think, the two main criteria when they think about where that money is going to go. Well, I think, you know, regional cities gave them that first look at, at what we were doing and, and how we were working together. And then Stellar now has given them another look um, of, what, of what, we ha- what our plans right. are. We're, right. we're looking to the future. We're not stagnant anymore. Right. I and, mean, and it was regional cities that that caused the South Bend Elkhart partnership to uh, to take that next big step as far as collaborating across the counties, and the uh, the regional uh, development authority to be formed. And one of the great advantages we had going in to the ready um, uh, the ready program uh, uh, process was that that already existed. That infrastructure was there, that collaboration was already there. And especially in the condensed time frame that the program took place in, um, when you see uh, regions that got only five million, for example, it, very likely that they did not have that infrastructure built already, already and right. that their proposals reflected that they had to kind of learn how to, how to build it and collaborate. In fact, um, uh, John DeSalle had mentioned that the state had come to um, to our team and said, uh, we would like your help um, and uh, to work with some of these other regions. Um, and uh, To show them how to do to it. Kind of model, you know, model the collaboration, how, how we were able to accomplish it in, the, in this county, uh, this three-county region. And I, and I do think, um, you know, I think we're going to think that Elkhart and South or St. Joe and, and Elkhart counties are bigger um, populations. Um, and they realized with some of this money, you got to have a rural piece to it. And granted, they have rural population there, but not as much as what we had in Marshall County. So they realized hooking up with us and having our rural population added to that made us more appealing um, because some of these grant opportunities really do talk about the region the the rural pieces that we in big cities got money it's the little guys who need the money so um we became an integral part uh of that those two northern counties because of our location our proximity and what happens here in our county well it it's totally a regional economy now kathy you know you we just uh, there's a concert at Notre Dame. Our restaurants fill up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, here in Marshall County. So, um, so it, when we, it, it, it's a real light bulb going off for the Crossroads team because we're so happy with ourselves that we're all <laughs> working across the entire county. And that's not easy to do when you're 400 plus square miles of geography and only 47,000 people, right. right? You know, so, um, so we, we do have reason to feel good about, you know, what we're doing and what we've accomplished so far. 
But it's a whole nother step to say, well, you know what? But we're connected. We're connected to South Bend and Elkhart much more than we think we are. And if we can leverage that connection, we can grow. We can use their growth, which has been terrific, right. to help our own growth. And uh, this Ready uh, program has opened a lot of people's eyes to that. And, um, and there's going to be even closer cooperation between Marshall County and that South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership. I guarantee it. Well, it's, it is very exciting. Um, at some point, will you come back and actually kind of tell us, okay, this is what we've kind of narrowed down to and where we're going? Although uh, I, things change. Month by month, things change. So you may get started on looking at a project of really this would be a good one and then something happens and there's money other money or whatever so we don't have to worry about that when there's something else we can work on so it it'll be a while until it's actually determined exactly what projects now does this have like stellar does this have a designated time of use of this 50 million dollars um well that's a that's a great question um I'm not sure the answer to that question. I do think that it's not a one-and-done program, though. I think um, the tax receipt collections, and, and you, mm-hmm. we we're just talking about you know people getting their money back at tax. Yep. Um, it's It's been a good year. And so I think there's money to do this again, and I wouldn't be surprised if this program doesn't roll around wow. again very, very soon. Wow, it'll be exciting. Yeah, and I'd, it'd be my pleasure to come back. I can assure you that Probably as we're speaking, there are people working very hard on trying to think about and, and actually you know, start build, uh, building some of these project ideas. And they're, they're not small ideas. They're big ideas. And it'll be really fun when they, uh, when they come to fruition, I promise you. But, but in reality, too, do we know that we're probably only get $10 million out of this? Or, or if we have a great project and we need... 12 million or 13 million that we'll be able to get it from them or or had they basically said okay you guys plan on using 10 million and we're going to use no no one said anything like that but i think we have to be realistic we're 13 percent of the population 10 million is 20 percent of the grant (laughs) right and i I don't know how uh, you know we're thinking big but i don't know that we can think much bigger than that one thing though to think about is that these projects that are, are being worked on outside of Marshall County can involve Marshall County. Okay. And likewise, right? And Marshall County projects can involve the other counties. So when you think about workforce skills development, that may not be money technically spent on brick and mortar within Marshall County, but it will be a project that will impact Marshall County. It's the same as spending the money here. So we're saying $10 million of brick-and-mortar-related type things, but there's going to be other projects that are um, going to find funding that will benefit Marshall County as well. So it could be uh, a project for St. Joe Hospital or something that would have, it would benefit people all over the place. Right. Well, skills development is a great, you know, having the colleges work together, or universities work together on a program that that lifts up the... the, um, average skill set of our, our workforce and provides an avenue to to we have to create some of these entrepreneurs right <laughs> true we, we you know 
they they are not just going to show up. We're some of them we're going to have to make, <laughs> right? And and we're going to have to mentor them in order to make them. Um, and you know, there's a there's a really good I, I, example. Uh, so Gary Nidig from my Tamco mm-hmm. is a, is a big part of this as well. We haven't mentioned his name, but um, a great a great thought leader and a member of this regional partnership board and a great supporter of the Crossroads team as well. And um, you know they they invented an idea there over at Itamco that wasn't necessarily core to their business, but it was helpful, and um, and it, it kind of spun that off. And now they've got seven hundred employees, developers, right, working, and it's called the Simba chain. And the average salaries there are, you know, six figure. I think wow. you know, and and you say, all right, now they're not all here in Marshall County, right? Right. They're, you can exactly. be a developer anywhere in the country and work, yeah. you know, but. But that's the type of thing that um, you want to create, you know, and make Marshall County part, of, you know, included in that ecosystem. So, so we have those types, more of those types of jobs here. Um, on this second page that you handed me, though, there is a, a lot of information of people, some people that we might need to recognize or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so those are those are. Yeah, I just I said, noticed too when I turned. Yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah. That's my my cheat sheet. So you know, I put this together because I said, all right, for the Marshall County projects, who do we want to make sure? You know, who's all already involved in this mm-hmm. um, partnership? Um, you know, who's on what committees? And and let's take stock because we're going to want to make sure that we there are stakeholders. We want to make sure that we're in, in communicating. I'm, I'm the chair of the communications operation for okay. Crossroads, right? So I got to make sure I, I know who I need to be <laughs> communicating with. And, and so Joe Height, for example, over at Marion University and Silla College is on their uh, higher education advisory council, part of the partnership. And uh, so he'll be our main point on that skills development. For that piece. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and then other people who play integral parts um, in this whole project? Well, Laura Waltz is on the board as well. Um, and then... She's on the Regional Development Authority Board? No. Okay. She is on the Partnership Board. The okay. Regional Development Authority Board is a relatively small board formed for doing ready type project submission work. Okay. You know, so, so they're formed to work with the um, Indiana Economic Development Association. They're, that's the administrator of this program, and they need a particular entity. You know, they've got, a, am sure, it's some sort of acronym for it. Yeah. You know, designated to be the recipient for these types of funds and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the steward of it. So that's that RDA, a relatively small uh, group. But the, uh, the regional partnership is a huge group. Uh, with a lot of subcommittees, um, you know, akin to a crossroads group, only bigger, mm-hmm. and um, and so we have a lot of representation across there. Um, Angie Rupchuk Schaefer is on the diversity um, uh, committee for that partnership. Uh, I know Linda Yoder is involved. Uh, Greg Hillenbrand over at the EDC is involved. Kevin Overmeyer is on the commissioners uh, subcommittee. Um, there's a, a, I think there, I think it's actually a commissioner's and mayor's subcommittee. So, okay. um, so uh, we've got, uh, let me think, Mayor Center uh, is on that. Um, Stan Klotz is also okay, involved sure. in that, okay. as well as Mike Burroughs okay. is involved in that. Um, 
I think that covers. I think that covers the uh, Trent Weldy, I should say, from Bremen, is involved in uh, the Northern Indiana Chamber Coalition, uh, as well as uh, Connie here in, in, <laughs> wow. in Plymouth. So, that, yeah. so there's there are many more people behind the scenes that we don't know about that are actually, you know, cheerleading and pushing this along from the back of the stage. Yeah, and have been working in this partnership for a while already, um, creating the possibility for us to be successful. Well, it, it, it is really exciting. And when I saw the press release come down, you know, the first thing I'm doing is scrolling down to look for uh, Marshall counties to see what it was. And when I saw the 50 million, I was just like amazed. It's like wonderful news. And it's really wonderful news that they were able to fund all of the regions. So everybody's got something. It's kind of like how they had changed Stellar where, okay, you're Stellar, but number two is going to get $100,000 or whatever to be able to do, you know, or a couple hundred thousand, maybe it was. You didn't make it, but you're in the top three, so we're going to give you some money so you can at least start on a project. Right. Um, and it's wonderful that all of the communities, all of the counties are involved in this in one way or another. And being in, and, and by being involved, they're being incentivized to collaborate and work together, which is really the key here. Because when you do your planning on a regional basis, you can, you can, there's, there's just a power associated with that that no one town can do by themselves. It's just, it's impossible. You can't wow. do it. Well, it's it's so nice, you know, and collaborating really hasn't been that great. Maybe in the last 10 years, we've really realized that you have to do this to make things work. So it's relatively new. Um, but with even with the Marsh County Economic Development Corporation get, doing those quarterly meetings where they were bringing all of the communities together and um, – employers and they were talking you know it's a closed meeting per se the media I know the media is not invited because if there was a company there that was struggling they wouldn't be able they wouldn't feel comfortable talking about it while the media is there so it is a closed meeting um, but they could come to that meeting and say hey I am struggling with this and another company said oh we had that and this is what we did to fix it so they're working together. It's no longer, I'm not telling you guys what we did because we figured it out and, yeah. and we don't want you to, you know, it's not, we want everybody to survive. And so it, it's working together has really made a big difference in our county. It has. I, when the Crossroads team was formed, Kevin Obermeyer, you know, pulled us all in a room, dragged some <laughs> people in uh, to that room. And um, we, we didn't, most of us didn't really even know each other right. at that point. And um, we worked together over a period of months. Um, you know, we had heads banging, right? And the personalities, you know, mm -hmm. rubbing each other a little bit here and there. Um, and But then we got to the rehearsal for our presentation down in Indianapolis. And um, and we, one by one, went up there with our with our um, things. And, and to a person, we all kind of looked around at each other and said, this is different. This is mm -hmm. powerful. This is really strong. And you couldn't help but get, you know, caught up in it. And 
Um, and once you see it, once you see that power of it, you, you, you never want to do it a different way. And the beauty of it uh, is that um, technology enables that now. Zoom. So much easier, right? yes. You, know, you can have your meetings virtually. Even during a pandemic. <laughs> so so, um, so that, that enables that type of cooperation um, where we, you know, that wasn't possible 10 years ago. Well, it's very exciting, and I want to thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to come and talk to us a little bit about it, um, because I really wanted to let people know that, I mean, we are serious. There is $50 million available, but when you really think about it, if we can use all of that grant money, there's going to be much more money involved in these projects, um, you know, two or three-fold or whatever. So, I mean... That $50 million is going to turn into a lot more than $50 million. We're talking probably $200 million in reality or bigger when you put the other matching monies that go with them. So that's where you get those big projects. Right. Well, if we do it right <laughs> and we're committed to doing it right. Oh, I'm pretty sure you guys will. And I think I think having regional cities was a good example because it kind of gave us an idea. And I think being stellar. Uh, for Marshall County and Culver has given us another idea of how how to to work the system. And so I'm, I have no doubt that we will see some fantastic projects happen here in Marshall County um, that will be beneficial to a lot of people. I appreciate your confidence in us, Kathy. Right. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you, Marty, for spending time with us this morning. And Rusty, I think we can take it about the break. Okay, so I have permission? You have permission. All right, let's do it. And downtown Plymouth continues to be open for carryout business from 11 to 7 Tuesday through Thursday, Friday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday from 4 to 8 p.m., closed on Sunday and Monday. Pizza Bills voted number one for its great food and prices. Pizza Bills specializes in fast and easy pickup. For your next pizza, call Pizza Bills, 574-936-8855. Pizza Bills, 222 North Michigan in Plymouth. You want to know what's going on in Marshall County? Just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Police stop my car Police stop my car The police made me stop Walk a straight line and blow a balloon up Police stop my car Police stop my car the police made me stop, walk a straight line and blow a balloon up. They wanna wish me a sober Christmas, that's why they always put me over Christmas. They say they're just making sure that there's no open bottles in my car. They wanna wish me a sober Christmas, that's why they always put me over Christmas. They say they're just making sure that there's no open bottles in my car. Police 
Elise Roddy Black Elise Roddy Black Elise Roddy Black I can smell their donuts as they smell my breath Elise Roddy Black Elise Roddy Black Elise Roddy Black I can smell their donuts as they smell my breath They wanna wish me a sober Christmas That's why they always pull me over Christmas They're gonna let me out on bail this Christmas From the bottom of their hearts Police lock me up Police lock me up The police lock me up Cause when I do, I do a 2.1 Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 Or text 574-307-6647 And be part of the show Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana We're back Uh not sure if we're done or not. Um. <laughs> um. Tell you what, I, uh, I'm i going to go to do this. Uh, we're going to do birthdays and then anniversaries, so here we go. Um, if you hear your name, you're going to be put in the birthday hat. You're going to be eligible for four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. Rachel Baca, happy birthday to you today. And also, uh, I think it's Shauna Vallejo, uh, happy birthday to you. You are entered in the birthday hat. Now it is time for anniversaries. You hear your name, you're going to be eligible for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. And happy anniversary yesterday to Ken and Jan Huyen. So happy anniversary to you. You are in the anniversary hat. Also, uh, this is also a belayed anniversary. Bonnie and Wayne Neidlinger, happy anniversary to you. I was on the 11th. So you are also eligible for that prize at the end of the month from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. Now it's time for the trading post. You can buy, sell, trade, give away four items, four days, four. We got firewood today. Lots of firewood. You can burn the whole town down if you want to. Uh, some for sale. It's seasoned and dry. It's oak and ash. They can deliver. 574-344-3228. Also, a, let's see, $50 for a rounded pickup load. You cut it. It's conveniently located at the south edge of Plymouth. Limbs have been debrushed, so call 574-930-4552 if you are interested in that offer. And that is the trading post for today. And that is our show. Stop it. We're done shopping. Uh, that is our show for today. So uh, have yourselves a great day. We will be back tomorrow at 9 o'clock with this whatever it is we do every day. <laughs> <laughs>